Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off and quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Now it's Bowling with Favre. All right, here we go. It's show number 11, 4, 13, 21. This is when we're taping this. A lot to talk about. A lot happened. Over the, good to see you, my friend, Brett. And you as well, Eric. Uh, I think you were kind of busy this past week. We had a little bit of – we're going to get to some of that stuff. It's a little bit crazy time. So for, before we do that, let's let's talk about this. We're giving away an autographed Brett Favre jersey. This is something you got to do. If you're listening right now, you're on, you're on, you're listening to the podcast, you're in the podcast. Tell everyone about the podcast. Let them know. And, uh, you know, also go and rate us on Apple. If you go to Apple, you can review and rate us. If you write a review and it's catchy and it's fun, you just might win a number four signed by Brett Favre. That man sitting right there, Hall of Fame quarterback, might, might win that jersey. We're going to read a few also. Well, good. What jersey? What What team? <laughs> I, I, I believe it's the, the, the Packers. <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be Green Bay, right? <laughs> were, you, were you four in, in, in Atlanta and uh, New York and Minnesota? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. You know, I got number four. Um, well, I, let me back up. In high school, I was number 10. That was my favorite number. So I go to Southern Miss and – I was last on the totem pole. I, I was offered a scholarship the night before the official signing day. And um, so my choice was easy. I had one one opportunity, and it was either take it or leave it. So I took it. So, like, you know, you've, you've, the rookies or freshmen report like two or three days earlier. That, I don't know if they still do this, but before the veterans come in. And I think kind of the – get you acclimated. So first thing you do is you go in and you say the equipment manager, David Bounds, who still works uh, here at Southern Miss. Uh, I, David said, what number you want? He's kind of a dry guy. He, what number you want? I said, 10. He said, uh, 10's taken. Reggie Collier, great player in true. Uh, they had plans to retire his jersey, uh, rightfully so. And I said, uh, what else you got? He said, you can have four or nothing. <laughs> uh, so obviously I didn't have much uh, bargaining power. So I said, hey, four sounds great. Sounds great. Can I'm I, thinking can, myself, who wears four? Can, can I tell you how many people in high school baseball, college baseball, pirates, the number matters, right? I mean, because you want yeah. a lucky number. You want to feel good about what you're wearing on your chest and your back. I, I, absolutely. Um which, you know, going back to that moment, I'm thinking, I, I, you know, and off the top of my head right now, I can't think of a number four. I mean, but this was in 87 when I was a freshman. So I, you, you can't think of many fours that had made a name for themselves. I'll tell you uh, what, no, no one wants a four now and a quarterback because they get to they stand in your shadow and try and there'll be constant comparisons, number four, Brett Favre. And that, that's, a, that's, that's some big shoes to fill, so to speak. Some big size 14s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Well, a, a good friend of ours, um, 
I also went to Southern Miss. Uh, Larry Boyd, his son Drew, is a is the starting is the ace pitcher, the Sunday starter for our uh, baseball team here at Southern Miss, and, and is doing great. Great kid, and he uh, he's got number four. Now he didn't start with four, but uh, you, you know I, I poke fun at well, his, his dad. Larry's like, hey, he's got some big shoes to fill. I said, no, no he'll do fine, and he's doing great. So. I don't. Other than he, there's only a few other fours. How about Archie Manning? Four. Eight. Oh, yeah. Archie, yeah. See, I would. Uh, Archie I Manning wore it. It looks like he wore number four when he was in Minnesota for a stint. Uh, That's about the only one I could pull before your time. <laughs> Everybody else is after your time. Dak Prescott dad, wears it. Deshaun died. wears it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe I made it cool to wear number four. <laughs> That's, right. That's kind of how it works, you know. It's like. When you when you're up and coming, you pick a number based on your your hero or your you know your guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sure, there's a lot of guys <clears throat> playing pee wee football, high school football. That I'll take number four <clears throat> if I can only be number four. I'd be if I could do half of what number four did. Brad, a lot of a lot of other stuff going on in the news and, and, and a lot of it's sports related. You know, let's start with a couple of them. One thing that popped up this morning, <clears throat> DraftKings is looking for a media partnership. Now, doesn't sound like a big story, but in business and in sports business, it is a big story. It's just been going on for the last couple of years. There's been consolidation. So these DraftKings, FanDuel, Bally's, all these gambling networks, whether they're casinos, all who have sports books, are looking to partnership with different media Entity. So DraftKings is looking for the best media partner. The one that comes to mind recently, and there's, they've been in the news, um, Penn Gaming bought Barstool Sports. Now, we know some people from Barstool Sports involved in some of the podcasts on this network. So we'll, we'll tread a little lightly on that. But, but Penn Gaming bought Barstool Sports. Penn Gaming went from, I don't know, relative ex- obscurity to when Dave Portnoy, the, the, I guess, El Presidente, they call him at, at Barstool. I guess he's the founder. Um, when he started talking about Penn Gaming with the, with the partnership, it went in the mid sixties stock price, went all the way up to 140 something dollars a share. And he'd been pumping it and talking about it. But then something happened this week. There was a, a sex tape by Portnoy. Someone, they, someone leaked yet another, his third sex tape. And, and I'm watching Penn Gaming meltdown. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I don't care what people do. Do whatever the hell you want to do. I'll tape it, send it out, show it, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But when it affects the stock prices of people who are investing in these stocks, it, it matters. It, Penn Gaming went from 140 the day before this news or, 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 or ballpark down to $99 a share yesterday. That's a substantial wiping out of equity for people who had nothing to do with Dave Portnoy's sex tape. Just thought it was yeah. interesting what's going on. It, it, um, I shot a commercial last Monday in Louisville, Kentucky, with a with a company that uh, has uh, established themselves because they own Churchill Downs, mm-hmm. but they're basically getting into the sportsbook uh, part of it. Like like most people, like, hey, how do we get it, get into that? So. Uh, you know, there's a potential, and the, the company is Twin Spires, uh, Twin Spires, Bet America, and uh, had, had that's my second time to shoot that commercial. And, and how does that relate to what you're talking about? Uh, only if there's a partnership there, but uh, yeah. I just um, 
that's what's going on. These these sports books are are wildly profitable. But and, and here's the here's the the business end of this. Uh, so, so look at uh, Bally's. Bally's is a sports book in you know I guess around the world, but it's, it's lost obscurity. It used to be a big name in in the eighties, mm-hmm. big gambling, and then people just started going to the, you know in Las Vegas they go to the Win or the Las Vegas Sands groups, the Palazzo, other other. Uh, in uh, other gaming places, casinos. So Bally's is trying to come back. And rather than trying to come back with a, a new brand by doing commercials, they just partnered with, with Sinclair uh, regional sports network. So they have a I don't know, 21 different cities. They have sports networks, um, local sports networks, but they'll be renamed Sinclair Bally's or Bally Sinclair, something like that. So, so it's, it's, they, I guess the investment is, they believe it'll be more profitable rather than putting, ads into different shows, they'll just partnership with the network and be just omnipresent on these different networks. Smart. I think it's smart for these as, as long as the people watching and typically they're going to be in, in sports related media content entities, they're accepting of it. So people who don't get into sports and want, don't, don't want to hear, hear about it or see it, but this seems to make a lot of sense. I like the idea. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a gambler. You know, it sounds crazy because I played, as if I were a riverboat gambler. But um, it's funny, when they opened casinos here in Mississippi uh, many years ago, uh, and, and I'm not sure if you've ever been to – this beautiful down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've, they've done a really, really marvelous job. Biloxi has a big – Well, I, I walk into those casinos, yeah. and I'm sure, you know, they were like, oh, yeah. We're gonna get some money. <laughs> well, well, they are, Brad. It doesn't matter who you are. They're gonna, well, they're gonna get. Just I would throw twenty white chips out there and say, "Let it ride, let it ride." Yeah, no chocolate chips, right? No chocolate, just the white chips. So let me ask you this: while we're on it, before we move on, but when you were playing, did you ever? I mean, you must have looked at the lines like Packers favored by Packers favored by three. You must have been like, "Damn, that this is we're gonna beat them by 15. What were they thinking? You ever ever just? Think about well, it. You know, I never did. Uh, my mother-in-law did. She she was like, I can't believe they got y'all underdogs in seven. What do you think of the over at 37? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love her. <laughs> and she I was, still like that. I was calling her, Brad. I'm like, hey, can you call Brett and find out what he thinks of the over at 37? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, along the same lines, my last year, uh, which was year 20, and I, and I may have mentioned this on a previous show, but – I mean, this this was roughly ten years ago, so not that long ago. But in, in the in the fantasy football world, it it was kind of the the new craze. I mean, it'd been around a few years, but um, people were just starting to catch on to it. So my my wife, my sister in law, uh, Bus, my agent, his his wife Janine, they they all had a league together. There was a bunch of them, and so we're playing outdoors at the University of Minnesota because the dome had collapsed and Adrian was banged up and uh, my sister-in-law was up uh, in Minnesota staying with us that week with her husband and so she says you think Adrian's going to play and I'm like I I was thinking to myself why does she really care yeah she's got two dimes she's got two dimes I said, I, I really don't know. And I, I was kind of w- wondering the angle. And she goes, well, I need to know. And I said, why do you need to know? She goes, because I need to know if I, need, I can play him on fantasy. 
I'm like, fantasy, yeah. And then she, her, the next question was, do you think you're going to throw it a bunch to Percy? <laughs> I love this. I love this. This is great. Uh, and, and she, you know, when she said fantasy, she did the air quotes with her two fingers on each side. What she was really doing is she, she had her bookie on uh, on hold yeah, to figure out she's yeah. gonna, how much she's going to bet on, 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 on Favre. I, I bet like crazy during football season. I don't bet really any other sports but football. And, and I'll never forget the this past Super Bowl when Tampa Bay was in, in Mahomes over under was 40 passes, right? Over under, I had him on the over, right? And he was at, he was at 38, I think it was at the time. And, 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 uh, um, Tampa Bay decided if on a fourth and one or so to kick the ball back to Mahomes, like, what are you doing? You got, you got this game, you know, your defense is playing off the, off the chart, off the hook. You're, you're going to win this game. Like, why are you kicking it? And then I realized I kick it and Mahomes throws three more passes. I hit the over. I was like, okay, I'm loving this, but it's, I'm, I'm into, I'm into the, every prop that you can possibly you, think of. I know it's, uh, it seems like sometimes like in that case, like it, that just adds, it's just a positive reinforcement that there's this, that the league is in on the gambling. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they called Arians and said, kick the ball. Uh, what's, what's commissioner uh, Goodell called? Hey, kick the damn ball Arians. Cause I, we need, we need Mahomes to get over 41 passes. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brett is saying that tongue firmly planted in cheek. So all you wackos out there who say Brett Favre's is the league is, is cooking the games. Don't, don't even go there. We were talking about hunting and you may not realize, but Brett is really serious about his hunting. So he needs serious gear when he's out there. SA company has all the protective gear you need to brave the elements and explore more every day. Yeah, I love those SA face shields. They are UPF 30, lightweight, breathable, the perfect piece of perfective gear for your next adventure. I've got the camo ones for when I'm out hunting, and they are so comfortable, and they're perfect for hunting, hiking, fishing, skiing, riding, and biking. SA offers dozens of eye-catching designs for men, women, and children. SA face shields offer breathable protection from everything the outdoors throws at you. Sun, wind, cold, insects, dust, dirt, and moisture, and they're one-size-fits-all, machine washable, and a lifetime warranty, zero risk. Really cool designs, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, and SA believes in giving back through their partnership with Operation Gratitude, and they've donated well over 100,000 face shields to those on the front lines of the pandemic. For every order, SA donates one face shield to a first responder. Now, that's incredible. That is cool. That's really cool. Stay protected outdoors because right now you can get an insane deal. Buy one, get this, buy one, get four free, a $150 value for just $24.99. So just go to safishing.com slash bowling to get five face shields for the price of just one, plus a lifetime warranty and free returns if you're not completely satisfied. That's safishing, F-I-S-H-I-N-G.com slash Bowling, B-O-L-L-I-N-G. Tongue twisters there, Eric. Um, I just want to point out Luke Bryan was supposed to be on the show today, but he had, he came down with COVID. I guess yesterday he told Entertainment Tonight via or, or a tweet told us that he was sick. We, uh, Brito got in touch with him. He had to apologize. He's, he's <laughs> what did you say? Well, he sent me a message and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I can't. My voice is terrible. And I said, gotcha. so you're saying... I could probably outsing you at the moment. 
And he said, absolutely. <laughs> we should have done that on the show for sure. Yeah. Strike by the iron's hot. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we're still waiting on your Harry Carey because we promise and at some point. Yeah, I gotta, I, you you got to give me a heads up so I can practice it, go okay. back and look at some of it. Okay, heads up. Find some glasses. <laughs> heads up. Let's do Harry Carey <laughs> next week. If you, if you brush off a few videos, check him out. Check out Harry Carey. I'll I'll sing along with you, brother. I, that was my favorite. That, that man was my favorite broadcaster in in the history of broadcasting. So Luke will be on May 11th. What I understand, May 11th is the date he's going to be on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always reluctant to to uh, jump the gun, but my great friend Tim. McGraw, as he and I go way back, way back. And uh, like when I first started the show, I, I, we were texting about something else. I said, hey, when you, you get bored one day, why don't you come on the show? And typical Tim, I'd love to. He said, just uh, let, me, let me get back from California. Uh, he's been out there for several weeks. And um, he sent me a message at 1220 last night and said, hey, you um, can't this week, but what about next week? So take that for what it's worth. There's a yeah. possibility. Yeah, love to get them. Love to get all them. They're, they're your friends, and it's really cool hearing you guys talk about, you know, some of the time you spend together. It's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, we talked about this very quickly before we move on to some of the other stuff, some fun stuff. Uh, the J- Today, Tuesday, uh, taping this Tuesday morning, just announced right before we came to air that the, the U.S. is pulling, at least I, I believe it's officially pulling or attempting to pull the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because there's some people, six people are, are either died or have serious clotting issues, brain clotting, et cetera. And it, it, what brings me to mind, Brad, is, is all this this talk. I mean, it's just everything in the last year has become political. Every if you're on the right, you can't, you don't want to wear a mask because it just symbolizes something on the left. If you're not wearing a mask, you're some sort of cretin and you want to kill everybody. The mask is one thing and the vaccine's another thing. They pushed everyone to get a vaccine. Look, I've worn a mask for four, better part of three and a half years, almost four years on airplanes. They just didn't want to. So I don't believe it's political. I think it's safe. That makes me not liked by people on the right, whatever. Here's the point. They pushed us all to get this vaccine. They even talked about vaccine passports. And now we find out that they rushed through some of these, probably through some of these trials. We're not sure they're safe. So your thoughts on, on a vaccine and the vaccine passports. I think, uh, you know, as I said earlier, should, are we surprised when we hear the possibility that vaccines are not safe and not that drug companies or developers don't have the best of intentions. It was rushed, you know, to, to get a drug passed through the FDA can be years. And if you're lucky, so, you know, we have friends, we have family that's, that's gotten a vaccine. Uh, me and my wife and our two daughters we have not gotten a vaccine um i I always kind of jokingly say to people i'm gonna let others test the water first yeah yeah but but here's the problem i agree with you i don't want to get the vaccine i I, I prefer not to i just don't don't know what there's what they're putting in my body just generally don't like it i'm not against it just don't like it but to say that i can't go to a restaurant or i can't 
get on an airplane or I can't you know, go to a ball game without a pass, without a thing that says I've been vaccinated. That's insanity. Aren't we in the U.S.? Yeah, my my health, my body, my choice, right? I'm my body, my choice. That's a that's a moniker on the left about abortion. How about vaccine? My body, my choice. Is that not also? Does it only work in certain instances? Is it only count when it's something you want us to do or not do? Yeah, I'm I, I'm totally with you there. I, I think uh, you know I, some of the people I talk to uh, are we're Catholic and our priest, Father Tommy who uh, we're real close to. He's from Ireland. We went on a trip to Ireland with him a couple of years ago, had a great time. So we were, we were talking the other day and I said, uh, he usually takes a tour sometime in June or July. And he, I said, are you going to be able to make it this year? He said, well, it's not looking like it. I said, um, well, if you got the vaccine, shit, he goes, no different. And I'm like, well, why even get it? I mean, you start to quarantine, you know, there's no yes. guarantee that it's working, you know, and everyone, uh, there has been issues. Uh, so there's, there's absolutely no benefit except for, I guess, personally, you feel safe now. Yeah. yeah. Other than that doesn't get you in and in any quicker to a country than than the next, you still got a quarantine. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a, to to demand me do something that I prefer. Yeah, on top of all that, yeah, it doesn't seem American. Bitcoin. Well, what are they gonna do? So what are they gonna do? So like if I don't know, if, this if just they, happened. Like this, yeah, this this happened an hour before showtime, and and they just said we may be pulling the Johnson and Johnson, which leaves Moderna. Um, you know. Who knows? I'm, it's who knows? I mean, I well, in regards to mandatory vaccines, how do they police that? So, if, if is it you can't go into a public? So what? What the, the proposal was? It's floated. It's not law yet, or rule, or by state yet. Where, like, for example, remember when New York and, and Florida was opening up, and people in, in Governor Cuomo in New York was like, "Well, forget you, Florida. You can't come back to New York. People who go to Florida can't come. You literally can't come back. You can't go to Florida. Come back to the state." And so these there's these vaccine cards, you know, one dose, two dose. With the with in the case of I guess. I guess Johnson and Johnson's the two. One was one, one was two, whatever. And you just have it, you, a stamp that says you've been vaccinated. So almost like showing your ID when you get on a plane. Here's my ID. Here's my driver's license. Here's my vaccine card to prove so I can get on this airplane. It's insane. It's crazy what the proposal was. I mean, it's just unconstitutional. It's not American. I don't know how they can possibly do it. There's just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. But hey, can I talk? Can I just tell you? For the record, we we started the show February 2nd, I believe, is the first week. And we we're talking about different things like, yeah, let's talk about Bitcoin. I'm a huge, huge Bitcoin advocate for a long time. And and our friend, your friend, Brett, your your pal, your close friend, Pancho, told the story, told us a story in the green room before the, the show that he was once paid 180 Bitcoin way back when, when it was only worth a few bucks for some uh for some rental property that he had. And the person mm-hmm. who was renting it only had Bitcoin and gave Pancho Bitcoin and Poncho made, you know, a couple couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks on Bitcoin back back in the day. And this is probably like whatever, 2010, whatever it was, 11, 12. 
uh, his 180 Bitcoin, if he had held it instead of making you know, 15, two, 1500 to 2000, it would be worth $11.3 million right now. <laughs> I won't tell him that until this show's over. I'm going to I'm going to wait. Well, he, I mean, he, it's, 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 it's killing me right now. I want to, I want to tell him and say, Pancho, uh, you know, that few hundred dollars per Bitcoin or whatever that you, well, it's only, uh, you had a cash of 12 million roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he listens to the show and he gives you grief on the golf course is what he tells us. Like, they, he's like, stop talking about my Bitcoin losses. <laughs> Would be gains. Poncho. Uh-huh. Get Poncho on one of these days. April means a lot of not so fun things. Getting fooled. April fools. Getting rained on. You know, April showers bring May flowers and getting your taxes done. April 15th. So if you need a positive experience to balance it all out, consider shopping for home and auto insurance with Policy Genius. Policy Genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. They've saved people up to $1,055 per year on home and auto coverage. And it's super easy. Just head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius takes it from there. Yeah, they'll compare rates from over all of America's top insurers, from Progressive to Allstate, to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will then look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. So if Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. Hey, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Yeah, so while you're gearing up for spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies also with Policy Genius. Reshop your rates and you could save up to 1055 bucks. Head to policygenius.com and get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. I had a bit of a run in this week after the show. I You're believe it was me. Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe last week or so. I was just having a crazy day. It was just, it was just one of those days. BBC, I do a bunch of TV stuff for, for um, some U.S cable companies, but also I do China television. I do uh, Sky News in London, but this is BBC in London. And it was their evening news. And they said, can you come in and talk a little bit about what's going on with Major League Baseball, pulling the All-Star game from Atlanta? And we're going to have a, you know, a debate on you know, what's going on. And t- typically, I usually find out who I'm going to speak to or with on the other side. I was just having a day. and just, it's, I, I show up. Bottom line is I show up to this BBC interview this this you know seven eight minute segment um on this topic and and, and the bbc host comes to me first and she says you know what are your thoughts and i i just went into what we did last week brett it was it was just you know it's one of those things where you know major league baseball i believe just made a, a a rash quick decision that they they probably shouldn't have they probably made a mistake um because what they're trying to do is, is protect the, you know, minorities and minority businesses and minority fans, and minority people by making a statement by moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta, 50% African American into a city, Denver, 9.7% African American. And I still say that, you know, you're, you're hurting major league baseball. You're hurting uh, minorities. You're hurting minority businesses. you're pulling economic activity, a hundred million dollars of revenue out of a city that's 50% black. 
how, what, what do you expect the fallout's going to be? Of course, they're going to get hurt by it. The person on the other side, and I never heard of her before. Her name was Aisha Mills. Uh, I believe she's a Harvard professor, adjunct professor, whatever. Just went at me right afterwards. Like just went after the first thing out of her mouth. The first thing said, I'm going to speak about some of the garbage that came out of that guy's mouth. Like just a personal attack out of the box. And I'm, I'm literally just stating facts. $100 million in revenue. 8,000 8, hotels that were booked have to be unbooked. This is going to hurt by 50%. It was just straight numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, I think, Rob, do we have some of the, the audio? She, she basically called me um, a racist because of the color of my skin. And I just kind of lost yeah. it if we have it. She had that. Her mind was made up. No, nothing you were going to say. Yeah, here, here's the audio. And how dare you try to act no. like you are somehow a proponent of black people and businesses um, just to make a, a point and to try to create a wedge. It's ignorant and it's just no, disrespectful. That's disgusting. I'm done. Put me off. That's disgusting. I'm, 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 I am nowhere near anything you're painting me to be. And the problem with American politics is exactly that. Because I'm white, you think I'm racist? That's uh, BS. I'm okay. done. Will you, will you just stay, Eric, will you just stay for this question? So the question we've got, Aisha, is, stay for one question, Eric. Let, let me put this I, to you. I'm, because I'm absolutely, I don't know why I'm staying here. I don't well, know why. Let me I need put an to apology. You, let me I need put an to apology. The, the, the question oh, that, I'm not. I'm, that I'm, Mitch I'm McConnell not was saying. I'm not going to apologize for being friendly. No. Uh, Aisha, okay. So, so I got up and I laughed. I've never done that. In my, I've been doing TV for the better part of 20 years right now. I've never, ever ever done that. I hate doing it. I was just so offended. I was just so blindsided by it. So offended. I felt like Brett, you know how people, well, f- first of all, I felt what was being done to me was exactly racism defined where someone is judged by the color of their skin, not by anything they've said or anything they've done, or just personally, just a straight up attack. I will tell you the rage I felt at that moment. I understand racism. Now I understand how, being judged for the color of your skin is infuriating and wrong. On the other hand, if we're going to get better in this country and if we're going to heal a racial divide, that can't be okay either. It can't be okay to, to, to judge because I'm white to assume I'm racist or bigoted because I'm not. And I, I, I'm not going to go into all the very, very many reasons I'm not, including the diversity in my immediate family, the mass. How's this? I guarantee I have more diversity in my family than Aisha Mills has in hers. And when I say diversity, I mean differences of ethnic backgrounds. So non-homogenous backgrounds. I guarantee I have more racial diversity in mine than she does. But argument for another day. How are we going to heal? How are we going to heal? You walking out uh, is, in, in this case, I think, certainly justified because there was nothing you were going to say. In fact, had you never said anything prior to her coming on and then her coming on, she still was going to paint you as the same, you know, the same person that she, she painted you as. I mean, and then by staying on for another question, she's not going to apologize. Uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing you were going to do or say was going to change your mind. I can't tell you how many, and, and what I realized at that moment and since, and it's been a week, less than a week, I think it was, like, it was a Wednesday of last week or so, um, an outpouring of people who've contacted me, like, here's the thought. I'm white. 
and I'm not racist. I'm not bigoted. I don't have any, any of that in my, in my body, but I'm afraid to even defend it. I'm afraid to even say it because yeah. it sounds, it sounds like you're, you're guilty just by defending yourself when, in, in these instances. I, I went on a show, Brett, and I said, look, and th- th- this is what, a year ago would have gotten me probably thrown out of every single media property. I said, I'm going to stand up because I'm not racist and and I, you can't call me racist just because I'm white. And I said, um, I, there, this is, it's gotten to a point where we, why is, why are all lives matter? Why is that a racist statement? Is that not the most inclusive statement you possibly say? An ID for voting. Any different than asking for an ID to buy liquor? Yeah, there's there's so many. It, it's just incredible. Like to, to say Black Lives Matter. If you say all lives matter, it's, it's it's somehow taking away from Black Lives Matter. No, all Black is all part of all. Be inclusive. Why can't we be why Why is it that something that happened and we understand that there was racism and inequality and, and bad things happened between blacks and whites 70, 80, 90 years ago. I get it. I understand that. It has nothing to do with me or Brett or any, any most people right now. The vast majority, the vast, 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 vast majority of white people aren't inherently racist. I'm sorry. This is something that's going to be controversial. I said it. There I said it. I'm white. I'm not racist. Deal with it. You know, it's sad uh, how, you know, how we've gotten to this point. Uh, And maybe it's got to get worse before it gets better. But, you know, I rest on the the fact that the people who know me, black, white, Hispanic, uh, Asian, uh, I'm friends with a little bit of kind of a melting pot. Those people who know me. Yeah. Would just like me speaking on their behalf, you know. You know, one of my closest friends is Deion Sanders, and when when I talk to Deion, I don't, I don't go. That's my black buddy. He, he's, I mean, he's like family. He is family to me. We go way back, and and he, you know, he he as well as myself. We don't see color, right? We see what you know. Deion is. I mean, he is an awesome dude. Yeah. And if I had a son, I'd send him to Jackson State, play there in a heartbeat, because I know he's going to treat him no different than he's going to treat the other guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what we need to get to. Yeah, let's get him on. I'd love to talk to him. Let's, let's, you know. Oh, he'll come. Yeah, he'll come on. Yeah, let's, let's bring him on. That'd be great. We can, we can, we can do a, Rock, says, rock, scissors, paper for who gets to call, who gets to be called prime time. <laughs> I, I, I think I know who's going to win that. One. I do too. I do too. And who's made more money with that name? <laughs> Probably true. hundred percent true. Uh, <laughs> at least on the name. I'm, I'm not going to give them all of them, all the, all the accolades for the, the, the numbers. Um, Brad, I want to talk to you about this. I know it's part of this. We're going to play this little game in a few minutes that, that Rob came up with, but in the meantime, the masters, man, that was Amazing. Awesome. Hideki Matsuyama, is that how how to pronounce it? I believe that's how I pronounce it. That's correct. He crushed it. He was just, uh, for the last 36 holes, I think he led the last 36. Is that right? Uh, But what what a tournament. Yeah. You know, he doesn't speak English or very little. 
And I was thinking about that. It never really dawned on me until he was in contention and it looked like he was going to win. And I said, you know, we're, and we're talking about race and, and uh, you know, just the turmoil within this country. Could you imagine not being able to speak English and fighting and clawing your way in a sport? And they, play, they play golf in Japan, play it a lot. But he's not playing in Japan. He's he's playing with primarily Americans, uh, some Europeans, and doesn't speak English, and <clears throat> is always in contention or winning. And uh, I, I I saw, I think it was Saturday night, the guys from the Golf Channel were kind of a roundtable deal, and they, one of the guys was talking about playing around with him, Matsuyama in, in Phoenix. And his interpreter just kept saying how humble he is and how he couldn't believe he was playing with this guy. And uh, what an honor, you know. And I, so from there, I was, I was, I loved him. I was pulling for him. Yeah. Uh, he, um, yeah, along those lines, there was a Darren Rovell who used to be at CNBC sports report. I don't know who, where he is now tweeted a picture. He was on a, on a flight from Atlanta right after the, 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 uh, the masters, you know, the flight from Atlanta to Chicago and Hideki Matsuyama was sitting at the gate, like just checking out his phone with a green jacket draped over, literally the green jacket draped over the chair next to him. And it's just him alone, like, like that. No, I didn't I see mean, that, but wow. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's amazing. It's, it's Darren Ravel's tweet, kind of crazy. Um, you watch a tournament because I, I was just fascinated with um, Xander Schofley. Man, I just want, I was pulling for him. I just wanted him to come in second. And that young kid, the 24 year old kid, um, Will, Will, uh, starts with a Z. Yeah, Zalatoris. Yeah. Will was, you know, is putting out of his mind, out of his mind. I just wanted Shofley. And then Shofley triple bogeyed on like 15 or 16. It was just like just a complete last minute meltdown for the kid. I was just wanted to see him, just want to see him, him do well too. Your thoughts? Um, I, I watched bits and pieces, saw more highlights uh, after the fact than I did watching the day. Um, and, and it's all uh, John Rahm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. I, I played with him several years ago in the, the uh, Zurich Classic down in New Orleans, and uh, we we kind of stayed in contact the whole time. So he's, you know, it's, that's what's kind of funny about these tournaments. You know, they're not a one-day deal, so you got a little time to – the shuffling. And who's going to emerge? Very rarely does someone take the lead like uh, Justin Rose and, and keep it. It's, yeah. Which, yeah. to me, is kind of part of the whole lure of the Masters. And I know that's golf in general, but uh, the pressure that comes with that. And it's not like that's Justin Justin's first rodeo. Uh, it just being in the moment, whole taking it one at a time, it's got to be. It's kind of like not putting yourself in the fourth quarter when you're down twenty-eight nothing. Being able to stay in the moment because the only way you're going to win is staying in the moment and focusing on the play that you're running now. You you know you need twenty-eight points, maybe more, 
you know you need to solidify your lead, but you start thinking ahead, it catches up to you. And uh, you know, the, the back and forth, the tug of war. Yeah. Um, that, that's the, it. You start thinking. I mean, once you're, once you're, once you're thinking about your shot, your pass, your swing, hitting the ball, I mean, then, then you're gone. Then, then, it, then, then the world is beating you. The sports world is beating you. You're going to, you're not going to, you're going to hit the shot. And you, you point out that focus. I don't think anyone had the focus the way Tiger did in those years that he was just oh, crushing. Absolutely it. not. You're I mean, right. That guy would go, he would just get into the zone and just stay in, 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 just you must you must spend in the you know the obviously know the field, but he, he stayed in the zone longer than anyone I've ever seen in in sports. Well, he, if, if and I I can think of several times in particular, and I know any golfer, fair weather or or semi professional that's listening to the show would certainly agree and has their own memories. If if uh, it was a major and Tiger on the third day finished the day. Eight shots back and is either in second or third. Are we surprised at the outcome? He ended up coming back to win. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> there's no doubt they may say different, but the leaders were always looking over their shoulder. And that was part of Tigers. I mean, it wasn't part of his game plan. It just was what it was that Tigers looming. I better be on my game. And the, and the pressure pressure that you put upon yourself yep. to extend that lead was too great. And you falter, and he ends up – and if he got a 10, 15-foot putt or closer to tie, win, whatever, we all know what happened. Yeah. So. yeah. It was, that's it, Brett. You hit it. Tiger, when he was up front, never looked over his shoulder. And no. that's how he stayed in the zone. But if he was second nipping on someone's heels on you know, a couple he, of shots. I think he loved that position more than being in the lead. Is he cut the comeback? Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Because he knew he had him right where he wanted. And, <laughs> and being up, and now he may not admit this, but being up it's, after a while probably got boring because no one ever came from behind and beat him. Right. But he came from behind many times to, to win. So he almost probably positioned himself the seven back going into the last day. And Masters is the place to be. Augusta is the place to do it if you're going to be seven back and still win it. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Rob, you want to want to throw a couple of them at us? This new this new little game we're going to play. Sure. This is called buy or sell. So I'm going to throw you a uh, a quick topic, and you guys just tell me buy it or sell it. You like it? You buy it? You sell it? Yeah, I can live without it. Uh, Herschel Walker teased he might run for U.S. Senate. Buy or sell? Athletes in politics. Buy. Buy. You both buy. buy. It yeah, was a, yeah, we need yeah. someone like him. Yeah, yeah. Herschel would Herschel would do great. He's so awesome. 
It was always wild for me to see Jesse Ventura as a governor for so long <laughs> because it was just I remember watching him in WWF when I was a kid. I sell I sell for the record. I sell Jesse Ventura. And oh, really? Every, anything and everything he's ever done, including wrestling and being governor of Minnesota and going wow. off the grid. And in, in, I hope he stays off the grid in Mexico. <laughs> wow. Strong words for Jesse Ventura. Uh, Mercedes released designs for their 2022 EQS. Buy or sell self-driving cars? I'll buy that. I love the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I Go ahead, Brad. Not particularly. I mean, I'm not. I'm just from a, from a car that drives itself. And I can play on my iPad and use <laughs> yeah. uh, solid here. I know it's probably not recommended. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm always a little wary of the self-driving cars. So wait, um, wait, I have a question. Self-driving, are we to the point where you, you can sleep or you can have a cocktail and get, I mean, and go? Well, or probably is that... don't condone that, but I'm sure. <laughs> a wink, wink. Yeah. Well, it's not when like crack get... open a bud and drive to. Well, no, why, right. So when is that? I'm, I'm all for that day, like where it doesn't matter. <laughs> Right? What, what? Why isn't that day? I'm buying that day. It's coming. It's coming here. I don't it's think we're coming. all the way there yet. We're we, we're on our way. Uh, Got to crawl before we walk. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a Jogba Effie had a brutal one punch knockout over the weekend. Buy or sell MMA? Oh, I buy it. Buy, buy it. Oh, all those guys are in tremendous shape. Buy it all wild. the way. Those guys as long wild. as it's all men uh, in the, on the men's side and, and women on the women's side, I'm yes. all for it. Yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman announced his retirement yesterday. Hmm. Buy or sell? He plays one more season with Tom Brady in Tampa. I'm buying. He plays one more. You think? Uh, I see that. As soon as I heard that he was done, I said, there's no, I mean, there's no way. They're not going to – one last swan song. One last ride. What you do you know, think, Eric? Buy or sell? He plays another season. I, I hope he does because I think it's one of those things where – He's is Brad will probably tell you he he it just got boring it just got repetitive probably in New England and, and one well, more quit throwing the ball yeah and, it kind and, of became it, it kind of became unimportant and some of these times sometimes when you just get a new the new the new look a new stadium a new you know you got the same quarterback who's was just awesome you know Julian Edelman are you kidding me this guy was like third down gold in the slot he, right he still can be yeah. yeah. Uh, buy or sell Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> what do you think? Bro? I think he's he, got to be close, right? He's he's definitely close. Um, I I think I can make the argument for both sides, but I think he plays one more year okay. as a you know an average of eight to ten catches per per game, which is very easily possible. Maybe wins another Super Bowl. There's no reason to think that what I'm saying. Is it not going to come true? Right. So, kind of like Grantowski. I mean, that yeah. he didn't he didn't put up major statistics, although he could have. <clears throat> he just was part of that team and, and the lore. And but Edelman can really help. You, you go well. They don't need to help. Edelman's help they could use. Yeah, uh, Kevin James will portray Saints head coach Sean Payton in an upcoming Netflix movie. Buy or sell Kevin James? I think he's a great actor. I don't know if he's – he's kind of a peculiar choice. I just don't relate him to Sean Payton. Sean's yeah. a good friend of mine. Um, 
But like you see Kevin James is starring in a movie. You're going to watch it or are you going to pass? It all depends. I mean, okay. no, no offense to him, but yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm going to buy that in a big way. I I still watch reruns of King of Queens and Oh, he's funny. And Doug and his UPS uniform. <laughs> it's so that awesome. Show. I just don't know how how you make Sean Payton funny. I mean, is I don't really get that. Or you make Kevin James a serious yeah, I don't want to see, you're right, Brett. I don't want to see Kevin James being serious. No, He's just no, too it's kind of like Jim Carrey playing in a serious movie. You go, love the story, but I, I'm thinking Ace Ventura, the pet detective. Hell you yes. Know? Yeah, and, and, and Brett, you, what, one of the movies you mentioned, I think when we were doing a movie little segment was The Martian, and I was just watching a few minutes of The Martian yesterday. Well, I don't know why, but K- K- Kristen Wiig is in there. She's hilarious. And she plays a serious role in there. It's just like, uh, I want to see her funny. I don't want to see her in the serious yeah, Bridesmaid. Yeah, Bridesmaid is one of the funniest movies Such ever. A good movie. me, me and my wife watched it in the hotel the other night for the hundredth time. Yeah. And it was funnier <laughs> at 100. I mean, it's one of those that you go back and it's like five. And I know we're getting off the subject, but the Bridesmaids is one of the, I mean, it's like she, you know, she in particular had had five probably different scenes that were just yeah hilarious trying to get the cops attention that's the best scene ever (laughs) where she rolls by like 20 times (laughs) yeah yeah. throws stuff out the window drinks some wine having having the run in at first class on the airplane oh Oh, man (laughs) great movie um survivor contestant wendy diaz said she appeared on the show back in the day just to sabotage other contestants not to win the million dollars buy or sell you'd go on survivor so you're not going Bye. you're Bye. going fuck yeah hell yeah <laughs> all right yeah. i would love to see eric on survivor that's great yeah. uh we had a professional bowler named nicknamed ginger assassin hit the first seven ten split on tv in 30 years buy or sell bowling not Eric Bowling, oh, but the sport of here's bowling. Here's my answer. <laughs> no. What is a 7-10 split? Oh, it's, the, it's, <laughs> it's the far right and the far left pin only. So it's the only two pins standing. Uh, the hardest, you know, the other, hardest, it, hardest shot in bowling, yeah. And the only way to hit this, Brett, is to clip the inside of, let's just say, the right pin and have it bounce off the right wall and slide across and take out the pin on the, the other pin on the other side wow. it's a phenomenal shot it's just crazy um i'm i'm buying bowling are it's you a good bowler this... eric i don't know 100 180 okay yeah it's respectable right. i don't do it often i just you know yeah. i'm an athlete i love it and it's fun but i just we, they got they got to figure out something to to get young people involved like what what's the catch is it music do they what do they need they need some outfits music cheerleaders i don't know what they need they need something <laughs> we got a sexy up bowling uh <laughs> and eric as well uh the Correct. umps missed a really blatant call at the end of the sunday night braves phillies game uh where alec bohm scored but never really touched home plate buy or sell replay in baseball with a half replay no but i know but it's what you're horrible. asking is so you, you replay all scoring plays well, just buy or sell the fact that you like it in the game, or is it just a waste of time? Well, obviously it's not working yeah. correctly if it's in the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm a buyer of replay in every single sport. Every sport, they, they everyone says it's a game of inches, baseball. Everyone's, they're all games of inches. And, and 
we're just humans and sometimes we miss stuff. I, I love the replay. That's yes. that, that was such a bad call. I mean, it wasn't even close. It's like, what was this like? It's just the new, if it's, everything feels like the whole world is going that way. You don't even have to win or, or be good at anything. If you're close, we're going to count it. I, 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 well, we need to toughen up sports. We need to toughen up the world, well, America. And, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's, say, you know, the guy hits a home run. Just say, and, and it wins the game. And he goes around, trots around, and he misses home play. He still hit a home run. Give him the, give him the point. No, he's you know out, I mean? bro. He's uh, out, brother. He is out. You missed well, the play. This guy wasn't out. You're out. <laughs> 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 That's great. All right, uh, one last one real quick. Uh, lots of buzz this week about the NFL draft. Buy or sell, you'll sit down to watch the draft on TV. Um, well, let me, let me let Brett do the extended answer on this. I'll just say I can't watch the draft. It's just not something I watch. It's just that – I mean, I, I want to watch the games. I draft yeah, not my, my I, gig. I, I, I'm not going to watch. I mean, I may catch bits and pieces, but I, I yeah. didn't sit down and watch at one particular time an hour of the Masters. I, I kind of – in and outs, and yeah. again, I sort of highlights more than than the actual. Uh, I've I've got friends that are excited to sit down and watch the draft, and I'm like, really? I'm just going to get the updates tell them on my need phone. To get a life? Yeah, for real. Well, I work in sports media, so no one here has a life. <laughs> that is our true. Life. We've been there. We've seen exactly. a bunch of losers thereof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, that's buy or sell. We'll do that occasionally with some fun topics. Yeah, it's pretty good. Good, so I like that one. All right, man, we all good? Brad, how's your week? Everything look good? All good. All good. You, you planting anything on that farm of yours? Not yet. It, you know, it's, it's that transition period where now all of a sudden I have to look where I'm stepping so I don't step on a rattlesnake or a big moccasin. Gotcha. All right. Not my kind of place. People listening going, do what? Hey, uh, before I let you guys go, um, we just we want to go ahead and bring on. Hey, Poncho, you there, man? Poncho. Hey, Poncho. Uh, Eric and Brett had something they just wanted to talk to you about real quick on the show. So hold That's hold on great. here. Go go ahead. Hey, you guys. make sure you pull over, Poncho. <laughs> Look, if it makes you feel any better, I'm looking at a stadium that you threw a bunch of interceptions in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about. State. I am on Southern Miss's campus, and I. I can see him like it was yesterday. Just bam, interception. Bam, interception. Oh, what, you what get an interception. You get an interception. What do y'all want? Right, I'll, I'll do. I'll do the honors here, Poncho, my friend. The first we told the audience first show right before the first show, you and I and Brett had a little chat in the green room. You told us about. I was going to say we we're going to talk about Bitcoin. By the way, Bitcoin was thirty five thousand that day. Um, okay, I'm and, hanging up now. He just said, shit, you know, someone paid me 180 Bitcoin one time for, for a few hundred bucks worth of uh, rent. And it was only a couple bucks or a few bucks of, uh, of Bitcoin. It was 352 a Bitcoin. I remember today I had 125 of them. Yeah. And, and by the way, you're 120. I thought it was 180, but 125 Bitcoin is worth around $10 million right now. Hope, I hope you 7. held on. 7.8 million. I looked this morning. My daughter brought it up. Dad, how many Bitcoins <laughs> do we have? I said, Laney. Don't mention that no more. That's that's that's, that's not funny. <laughs> Sixty-three thousand well, dollars. 
the, the good news, if you listen to this show and you bought Bitcoin at 35,000, it's 63,000 today. <laughs> that helps anything. Wow. Concho, what were you what, done with I'm 7 million? I know somebody like you that has bought Bitcoins. I'm proud of what you. What, what, what would Poncho, Brett, what would Poncho do with 7 million extra bucks laying around? What would I do? Brett would tell me to take more golf lessons. <laughs> you, that's not enough money. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I, it's just I don't even like to think about it. You know, I don't even like to think about it. But, but we have okay. fun, though, don't we, Poncho? Uh, I'm just glad to be here. I just I'm one of them that feels so good I don't know where to touch myself next. <laughs> <laughs> but Brad, I really am. I, I, I am on Southern's campus. I am at the stadium. <laughs> well, oh. oh man, be All ready right. to go Thursday morning. <laughs> okay, hey Eric. I really appreciate you enlightening my day. It just means so much. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, in, and you enlighten ours as well, Poncho. Drive safely. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You Love have you, a great Poncho. Day. See you. <laughs> you too, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> well what done. about me enlightening his day? <laughs> you always enlighten his day, don't you? Yeah. I think it was facetious. <laughs> All right, guys. Brett, awesome. Rob, awesome. Brito, yeah. good job. Awesome. Um, We'll get Luke Bryan on here. I guess May 11th the day he'll be back. I'll let you guys know what the deal is with Tim. That'd be awesome, and maybe and maybe uh, prime time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll ask Tim. Okay, great week, and uh, see you soon. See you next week, guys. All right. Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Russ. Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels. Bowling with Favre is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One.